0: Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast, powered by Amazon Web Services, Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, with a little free agency preview. We spoke to Greg Nesma earlier in the week. Now on this podcast, we're going external. We got Ian Rappaport, Rap sheet on the podcast. We got Jason Lock and Fora on the podcast talking about all things Jets free agency.
1: Ethan, that time is here, huh? I mean, we've been talking about it all off-season. March 15th, the start of the negotiating window. And then March 17th, free agency commences. What we've learned from the Jets in the lead up to free agency, Joe Douglas continues to stress that he wants to build by drafting and developing players and using free agency as a supplementary piece.
0: And we'll hear from Rapsheet and Jason Lock and Fora We'll save our two cents for afterwards, but just to give a little preview on what's to come, we definitely talk about with both guys, potential Jets targets in free agency. They give their two cents. I won't I won't spoil anything. No spoiler alerts here on the podcast, but also with Rappaport, I thought it was really interesting. EA, we kind of talked about what life is like for him. This is one of the busiest times in the NFL, and if you're an insider, you're running on fumes for probably – a week and a half, maybe more, and he gave a little insight as to what that's like.
1: Yeah, it's like myself and you, we're always on our phones, but I think people like Rap and Adam Schefter, Schefter has taken it to a whole other level. I mean, they have to be on all the time, and those are adrenaline junkies. There's no, no doubt about it. You can't be an NFL insider like that without being able to operate without a lot of sleep and constantly being on your phone and then getting the news out and we uh as a society as a football sports culture i mean that's one of the great benefits i think of social media is that when i broke into the league 2001 you just refresh all the time on pro football talk and uh another website that the name is escaping me right now To see what news was coming in. But now with social media, we can just look at our phones constantly and see what's coming through.
0: Yeah, I would definitely suggest if you're listening to this, go to Twitter. If you have a Twitter on Adam Schefter's page, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pellicero, Mike Garofolo. The list goes on and on. Locking sure lock
1: for it, too. Since we got him on the podcast, us. he's breaking news, too. We yep. got
0: Jeremy Fowler, Field DH. I mean, there's a lot of people. Either put them all in a list or go to specific people and press the notification. so when they tweet, you get a notification on your phone. Uh, and you hey, Greens, it.
1: So how many lists do you have and you keep your list private?
0: Um, I believe my lists are private, mm-hmm. but I don't have – I can look right now. I have one, two, three, four – five six lists but some of that like what one of the lists is the nfl teams list which i think our twitter the jets twitter account has on on their public list so i just followed that
1: do you have all 32 teams on that nfl yeah. teams list
0: yes so uh, the the tweet deck and first of all twitter and tweet deck game changers and notifications on specific people that you can do that game changer so I you gotta get me yes. up to
1: speed uh, listen tweet deck i have it on the computer I really don't take advantage of it.
0: (laughs) We will, we will have this conversation offline, but I will, (laughs) I will help you. I will help you out. And without further ado, let's hear from Ian Rappaport and Jason Lockinfora. with free agency around the corner. Jets fans are very excited. And they know about the names like Kenny Galladay, the Allen Robinsons of the world, but who are some names that you can tell us that maybe we should be paying attention to a little bit more than the top tier free agents.
2: Yeah. I mean, first of all, those guys you mentioned, you know, I'm not sure those guys are going to be available. Um, you know, I mean, those guys w- with the franchise tags down a little this year, because the cap is going to be down. There's going to be a lot more guys tagged um, than we've seen in, I would say a very long time. Um, so, you know, basically any top free agent class, you just take off the first like eight to 10 guys because yeah. those guys will be tagged. So I think when you're talking about the expectations of the class, you know, those are some ones, um, you know, that's one thing to kind of keep an eye on. The other thing is, you know, for the Jets, I, I would not expect them to come out and make a big splash this year. I'm not saying they're not going to be active. They got a lot of money. Um, I just don't think it's going to be like a big splash. You know, I would focus on, um, you know, probably the premium positions. You know, think about the the kind of positions that you would want to focus on. That'd be edge rush corner those are obviously two of the two of the biggest ones um and then i would say anything to kind of help improve the offensive line i think it's pretty fair to say at left tackle the jets are fine uh probably for a long time almost anywhere else um you know i would say that would that would probably be a focus i just you know i'm not sure it's going to be a a day one guy i mean you know maybe the biggest splash you'll get is whatever happens with marcus may which i assume is eventually the franchise tag, unless they can work a deal out. Um, other than that, I mean, Joe Douglas, you know, I think would like to be someone who thrives on like Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rather than someone who makes the biggest splash on Monday at
1: 12.01. Do you think that's the proper approach for this team and this organization right now, considering this is going to be a build, of course, coming off of, Two wins last season and a lot of draft capital. And Joe continues to stress that he wants to draft and develop players and use free agency as a supplementary. Yes.
2: Well, if you think about it, you know, the the kind of way that I think really good teams look at it is you have the most talk about value, like who has the power, right? Players have the power in free agency. That is the greatest way for a player to maximize his value, is get to free agency. And get a huge contract, usually, almost always, uh, inflated contract, uh, tilted toward the player. That's the most pro-player situation. Then you have the draft, which is the most pro-team situation. Hmm. Everyone's cheap, right now. You don't know what you're getting, but if you draft well, you get a cheap asset for a long time. So if you have the choice, you should focus on the draft because that's the best way to help your team. Um, and you know the other thing is. The Jets did win two games last year. So are they, you know, $50 million of players, you know, from being nine and seven? Like, I don't know that they are. I mean, we've seen the Jets go out and spend free agency a couple different times. Mm -hmm. Big splashes. It's been fun. Um, Remember, I broke the CJ Mosley deal at like 4.30 in the morning. It was great. I'm just not sure that actually helps the team win as much as getting a lot of really good, solid middle class players and continuing to build from the middle out.
0: Okay, so before I continue to ask you about free agency, you just mentioned kind of a snapshot of what your life is like. We're recording this March 5th. Free agency starts March 17th, technically. You can negotiate two days before that. What are these couple weeks like for you, Ian? And how much are you running on coffee these couple weeks compared to the rest of the year?
2: I would say uh, usually I've gotten to a point now where I drink half a pot of coffee a day, right? You start in the morning and you that's basically two large tumblers. You get to free agency and you're talking full pot of coffee. So probably uh, I would say next Monday or, you know, three days from now, I'll start with a full pot of coffee. I'll go full pot of coffee a day through free agency and then I'll dial back to half a pot of coffee a day. The week free agency is over. So that's, you know, sort of a good indication. And the other thing is, I mean, it drives me crazy every year, but it's just the reality of it. Deals come at any time. You're in the shower, you're sleeping, literally whatever. Probably the most inconvenient time deals come. So you just have to be ready to move and go on TV and talk about, I mean, at all times, uh, which is wild and fun, um, but, you know, different for lifestyle, I would say.
1: I think a lot of people think of you and think about your background, maybe covering Nick Saban at Alabama, and of course, covering Bill Belichick, Tom Brady and company. With the Patriots, but you're a New York guy. So when you're walking around with the family, maybe taking the kids out or the dogs out, how many people are approaching you on the street asking you the same questions Ethan and I are <laughs> right now about the New York Jets?
2: It's all Donald, right? I mean, that's all anybody <laughs> wants to know. Like I did a, um, I did a a, a um, you know conversation um, with some uh, kind of a senior citizens a couple days ago in uh, you know, kind of around here. And uh, I would say the number one question was what's going to happen with Sam Donald. Um, so, you know, that's that's what everybody wants to know. And I need to make sure I'm sure to always in tune anyway. But I need to make sure I'm completely tuned in to what is happening with the Jets and Giants. Because, you know, forget talking about it on TV. That's what I need to talk about. Like when I see people in person, not that I see that many people in person anyway. But in case I do, I got to be ready for it.
0: I just feel like a family function in a non-pandemic world must be a, a – there's no separation of church and state. Or, you know, everyone knows, like, don't ask about the Jets or the Giants because we're just here well, to enjoy some Thanksgiving dinner. You
2: know, they, they know that I don't really mind. I mean, I like my work, so they know I don't right. mind. And my brother is a hardcore Jets fan, um, and so he has never shied away from – uh, asking me Jets questions, nor should he ever, nor telling me what he believes they should do. Um, so I, I, I get it all the time. And I don't really mind it because, you know, the downside would be if you cover something that nobody cares about, that would be a lot worse.
1: So you're in the TV business. So perfect segue. So what did you make out of what Joe Douglas said about Sam Darnold the other day that thinks he's an unbelievable talent who is going to hit his potential in the national football league. With that being said, when he was asked directly, will you take calls on Sam Darnold? He said, I would listen if people call
2: as he should. I mean, that is the right. And I thought this was the right move when he said it with Jamal Adams too, and everybody lost their mind, but like, it is literally his job. Like this is what he has to do. And there's the, you know, the best GMs in the, in the NFL, John Schneider would be one of them. Always takes the call and always listens. doesn't mean you have to respond. You know, you don't get put in jail because you listen to someone's trade offer. Um, It it means there's going to be rumors, but like, who cares? Because you owe it to the team to listen. As far as Darnold, I don't know what the Jets are going to do. I honestly don't. Um, I think their options are incredible. It's trade Darnold for a premium pick and select the quarterback of the future or keep Darnold and have the option of trading out of two for an unbelievable package or just taking the second-best player in the draft, whoever that person is, and building for the future, Um, I mean, it's a a great spot for the Jets to be in. And I really don't know what the right answer is because I've seen Sam Darnold be really, really good. I've seen him be not available, and I've seen him be not as good. One of those is going to be what his career is going to be like. I just don't know which, um, but that's what the Jets have to figure out now is is what is the best way to move forward with a guy we really like knowing that. I mean, we all know who's going number one. So the Jets literally could just pick the quarterback now and know who it is. Um, but how valuable is that? I mean, that's all the things that are going on in the building right now. You know, given
0: the landscape of what the Jets have in free agency in terms of flexibility there and the draft capital, but also taking into account what you said in terms of how you project Joe Douglas will approach free agency. How much better do you think this team can be in 2021?
2: Um, I think they can be definitely better. Um, I would say now, again, I'd like to know who their quarterback is. That would be helpful. Um, Last year, I thought they were better than the record, Um, especially when they got kind of everyone back on the same field, Donald playing and all that, you know, could this be an eight and 18? Absolutely. Um, Again, depending on who they get, things go so fast in the NFL. There's, you know, you could rebuild the right way and still be, um, you know, still be better than you people think you're going to be. It all goes really fast. So, um, so we will see. um, But I, I do think that it's, you know, it's going in the right direction. And I'm, I think in in Robert Sala, you know, the Jets got a really good one, and I'm, I'm really curious to see how this is moving forward for this team.
1: Yeah, you're so dialed in with everybody in the NFL. What's been the reaction out there as far as the connection? It seems like Joe Douglas was universally respected before he got the job as GM, and we've been talking to people the last couple months about Robert Sala, and everybody raves about him.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean and and you know as a football coach he's he's very good. I mean the defense should have been nowhere near as good last year in San Francisco considering all the guys they lost. They were still balling. Um, and you know they were still like one of the better units in the NFL. I mean he's as a defensive coordinator I thought he was excellent. It being a great ex-nose defensive coordinator helps you only a little bit as a head coach. The things I care about were how devoted his players were to him. I think that was one how he handled all the different non X's and O's issues on a defense and on a team, how you lead. um, And really also how you can multitask because that's what a head coach is being about because you step in your office, you expect one thing and it's 25 different things before you even get to football. Um, So I think, you know, Robert Sala is going to be really good. Um, I think he is ready for this. Um, And, you know, I think it was obvious he was one of the top head coaching candidates last year. Um, and I think the Jets did a good job locking them up. You know, the
0: 49ers have a lot of expiring contracts, and I think there's a lot of people out there that think that's a natural connection to that Robert Sala would want to bring players over, even for Mike sure. LaFleur, the offensive coordinator. Are there any players that you think have a better chance to land with the Jets than others?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Richard Sherman is probably the name that, you know, that everybody talks about. Um, and, you know, I think he's still. Still got a lot left. Um, He's a good guy. He's brilliant. Um, Obviously the connection with Salah is strong, Um, but you know, it's, I'm not sure in a bidding war, the Jets are going to win. I mean, it could win. You always could win, but I'm just not sure that they're going to be primed to spend like crazy. So, you know, we'll see if they end up getting him or if the interest elsewhere is, is, you know, sort of stronger than it is with the Jets, but um, you know, the 49ers do have some free agents. I mean, they have Trent Williams, who I mean again, the Jets have a left tackle, but um, they got Jason Brett, they got Chakowski Tart. I mean, they got some they got some good ones. I'm just not sure I see a pathway, you know, directly to the Jets. Uh it's it's rarely it's rarely that simple, mostly because everyone else gets a shot at these players too.
1: You touched upon it earlier, but you think Marcus May is a jet in 2021, because even if they don't work or come to an agreement on a long-term uh deal you think that the franchise tag could be in place and marcus may will still be here with the yeah, jets yeah.
2: yeah i would be absolutely stunned if he's not with the jets i mean the likely outcome is the franchise tag it hasn't been decided yet um and you know i guess theoretically still could work out a deal uh but uh, you know i'd be shocked if marcus may is going anywhere played great last year in difficult circumstances without his partner in crime um when you have good players, you draft them high, you develop them, and it comes time to get a big payday. You know, rarely do organizations let those guys walk out the door. And I would expect it to be similar with Marcus Murray.
0: All right. I have one final question for you. It's about you, not about free agency. First of all, it's a two part question. First, is there some kind of great free agency story you can share with us? Well, you mentioned earlier that the stories always break or the contracts always break at an inopportune time. And In my second part of this, Unrelated, each week on my phone, I get a notification that says my screen time for the week. For someone that has to be on their phone a lot, what is your average screen time?
2: Uh, I'll keep the number private. Um, (laughs) But I'm also, yeah, I'm not sure it's accurate because I spend a lot of time on my computer. And does that get calculated in? Is the computer the same as the phone? You know, I'm not sure. So, um, and then, yeah, craziest free agent story was actually my my favorite one is is Mosley because I woke up well wow. and I had gotten a text, you know, basically there was Mosley done Jets, and then the exact numbers, which it turned out to be hundred percent correct, and that was sent to me at like three o five a.m., and I woke up at five. No, it was like two o five a.m. and I woke up at five, in a panic, being like wait, am I going to break this? Or did someone else get a similar text and someone else broke it? And then it's also five in the morning. So like, who can you call at five in the morning? So I'm (laughs) calling everyone because it's free agency. And if I'm up, why are they not up? Uh, And eventually I did break it at, I think, 540 or something when I was in the shower, if I remember correctly, getting ready for good morning football. Whenever it was, it was early. Um, But that was a great story. But it was also horrifying because I'm like, did this get out in the last two hours? And I frantically searched Twitter. I'm like, okay, it hasn't. How do I confirm it? Ended up being nice. Um, But, you know, it was just completely crazy.
1: Uh, Great job by you and the family uh, contributing to the community throughout the pandemic. I know uh, you guys have have made that a big-time priority. And I'm going to go, lastly, back to football and say, are we entering an unprecedented time with quarterback movement here over the next six weeks or so, I, I mean, whatever amount of time it is prior to the yeah, draft, yeah.
2: I mean, we'll, we'll see some potentially. Sam Donald would be an interesting one. I mean, does Teddy Bridgewater get traded? Does Marcus Mariota get released? There's definitely some movement. I'm just not, um, you know, quite sure that it's going to be the craziness that everyone anticipated. But I mean, we already have three starters traded. That's not usual. It rarely happens like that. So. Um, I'll be keeping my ear to the ground. I'm just not sure it's going to be the absolute bonkers offseason like everyone anticipated.
0: Now joined by NFL insider for CBS Sports, Jason Lockenford. Jason, free agency is around the corner, and a lot of Jets fans, let's just dive right into it here. They want to know who are the names that they should be getting a little more familiar with as free agency inches up. Yeah.
3: Um, look, a lot of the the sort of big names, the the people who help you win or lose fantasy football games, uh, you know, receivers, tight ends. I wouldn't necessarily look at those lists and, and, uh, you know, lust after the names atop it because a lot of these guys are going to be tagged, you know, whether, and in some cases it'll be a second tag, which is unusual, but I think you're going to see a trend this year where more teams apply a tag two years in a row than maybe ever have before. Uh, so like a Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson, you know, um, you know Hunter Henry, I don't, I don't think they're hitting the market. Now it doesn't mean one of those guys might end up being a tag and trade, but I, I don't, I don't see them walking out the door. For the Jets, I, I think look, th- this is a chance for Joe Douglas to really kind of start molding the clay and using these assets at his uh, disposal, uh, whether it's draft picks, whether it's payroll, um, avail- available payroll. Um, And obviously the cap is not an issue for them whatsoever. And they don't have a lot of their own mouths to feed, right? You got to take care of a safety there. Marcus, I I can't imagine you won't. There's there's no reason really why he would get out of the building and and whatever it takes to get that done. And that may begin with a tag. I don't know. Um, But I I don't see him leaving. But outside of that, it's not like there's five or six guys who, uh, hey, I need an extension. Hey, I've done it for three years. Hey, I've done it here for four years. It's time to pay me. So, yes, I think they will be active in free agency. Look, Joe was in Philadelphia. Before that, Joe was in Baltimore for a long time. Uh, I think there's certain core principle beliefs, um, things he, from a football standpoint, would full-throatedly get behind. That's embodied by a lot of things that they've done, particularly in Baltimore on defense. You look at the Baltimore Ravens roster right now, it is bereft of edge players. They just have one who's still under contract jalen ferguson uh everybody else is available and i think a guy like matt judon um look is he a natural like over the top pass rusher no but he does everything well that i think joe douglas would would believe in he can drop back and disrupt uh the ball in the air he can rush a little bit outside a little bit inside Uh, He can set the edge and absolutely will improve your, your run defense. Um, He comes from a place where they've had success. Um, I I think, you know, Robert Sala would look at him and say, wow, that's a pretty interesting interchangeable piece that could make some sense. Uh, I think if you look at the total body of work for him, he's arguably one of Baltimore's two or three most important players on that football team. And the coaches would tell you that now the coaches, don't get to decide, hey, we want to tag him again and pay him $20.8 million. That's between the front office and the owner. Um, But I think Matt Judon is somebody who would make a lot of sense for the Jets. Um, I think Tyus Bowser's another athlete like Judon, maybe even longer arms, um, a little twitchier, only 25 years old, uh, didn't play all the time a ton in Baltimore. But when he did, he made a real impact. He was among uh, league leaders and in linebacker interceptions. Um, his ball skills are exceptional. Uh, he can cover, he can run around. His pressure rates are pretty good. Um, when you look at number of dropbacks, he's on the field versus number of pressures he creates and he can set the edge as well. I think those are a couple of guys who, who maybe aren't the top of everybody's free agent list, but would certainly make some sense Um for the jets but but they need they they need help in a lot of spots and then offensively right i I think whoever the quarterback is um is herndon the guy or do we want to look at you know a john smith if he doesn't get tagged um i think a guy like jared cook's probably a little long in the tooth and there's not a ton uh of of tight end talent uh and then wide receiver you know is is obviously an area that um Maybe something they want to address early on in the draft, uh, but there'll be no shortage of of wide receivers available, different sizes, different shapes, um, different price points. But again, I don't think that Galladay and Robinson are going to be among that group because I fully expect them to get tagged.
1: You just upset a lot of Jets fans by saying you think <laughs> those guys are going to be tagged because I, I think – Ethan and I often talk about that. I think people's minds always drift to the skill position players. But Mm -hmm. you talked about Joe Douglas and his background. He's continued to emphasize over the years building up on the offensive line and the defensive lines. And would your anticipation be that's where it's going to continue? Yeah, maybe they're going to add some explosive skill position players, whether it be free agency or the draft. But for Joe, it's going to continue to start up front.
3: Yeah, and and now that might be a situation where he'd rather draft and develop those guys as well um, because you're obviously not paying a premium and, you know, the, the the left tackle they drafted last year looks like he could probably play in the league for a little while. Um, <laughs> so, you know, do they, like when you start talking offensive line, like Alex Mack, like, you know, it's just still a rebuilding team. There's There's not a lot of upside there, you know. Blow out the bank for, you know, Lindley from the Packers. Well, I mean, maybe center's an important position, but like Joe Tooney's going to go get, get a huge deal. You know, Brandon Sheriff's going to get a huge deal if he doesn't get tagged the second year in a row. And he he might, Um, but is that, does that make sense for the Jets? or those ascending players who two years from now, um, if you're really turning the corner, you're still getting bang for your buck. You know, do, do you, do you want to, you know a, a hold it down guy like a cam Robinson and put him maybe on right right tackle for a year um maybe but I, I don't know I don't know that the Jets are gonna be a team um that would be going crazy with this offensive line class uh, especially when you start factoring in, in the tag uh, but wide receiver again I, I really like um you know a guy like like Curtis Samuel who I think mm-hmm. if you look at his skill set, and you think of sort of the different body types and different athletes that a Kyle Shanahan has been attracted to at the receiver position, and you look at how uh, Matt Rule and those guys, uh, Joe Brady started using him in the run game, and as a weapon there, even running between the tackles, and what he can do yards after the catch, and he's an interesting little chess piece, not the biggest guy in the world, um, but could that be an, an athlete who you using a lot of different ways to help Sam or whoever the the quarterback is. Um, uh, whoever the quarterback is is it's not going to be. You're not going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's going to be a young or youngish guy. Uh, so those are the kind of guys who who would intrigue me a little bit, especially if if you kind of are thinking like the new head coach and who's he been around lately, and you know what kind of things did they do at different position groups.
0: So you mentioned before the Joe Douglas Baltimore connection. Jumping off of what EA just talked about, the 49ers connection, the 49ers have a lot of expiring contracts. Do you think that there's any players that are going to be free agents that could make sense for the Jets as they try to implement two new systems?
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, there certainly could be. And when you start talking about culture and buy-in and guys who embody um, what the coach is selling, you know, Richard Sherman would probably make a lot of sense. I mean, uh, I just don't know. He he i i kind of seems like he's he's got something cooking with John Gruden uh in Vegas. Uh so I I don't know, but you know, you you start looking at that San Francisco situation. Now I kind of wonder what what some of their cuts might be. You know, they're in a they've got an injury situation with D Ford. They've got a a few things that um are probably a, a little more complicated than they'd like. Um, you know. Kyle Juszczyk, or is he going to be a dude who hits the market? If he does, um, that's the other side of the ball. But I think that would make a whole lot of sense for for that offense and knowing what they like in a fullback and getting a guy who is as athletic, as freakishly talented, who has the hands he has, who can be a lead blocker, who can carry the ball, who can run intermediate routes, who can run wheel routes 50 yards if you want. Um, that would be a, you know, another potential 49er Um cat casualty or whatever, who would make sense for them.
0: EA great stuff from both guys. First of all, fantastic story on CJ Mosley in terms of Ian Rappaport. Second of all, I'm really curious what his screen time average is. And third of all, if there were a takeaway in terms of the jets and what they'll do in free agency, it sure doesn't seem like either one of those guys believes the jets are going to shop in the, premier level of free agents even though they have the money to do so
1: well there's a couple points here the jets do have the financial flexibility so that's a good spot to be in right there's no doubt about that but it feels like as we inch closer to free agency and now we're getting in the fast lane on the highway a lot of these guys who were going to be potential tier one free agents they're gonna get the tag, right? Or they just got the tag. I don't know what day we're actually posting this podcast. So, some people who a lot of people said, Oh, this is a guy who'd be a great fit for team A or team B. They're not even gonna hit the market to begin with. And for the Jets, right now, you kind of at the start of your build, right? This is going to be Joe Douglas's second draft. And he continues to emphasize the draft. You have a new coaching staff with Robert Sala, offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, and defensive coordinator Jeff Albrecht. They're running new systems. So for the Jets, you have multiple holes to fill. And what they did in the lead-up to free agency in the preparation was, a get these coaches around the scouting staff and discuss each and every one of your players on your roster to see if they are system fits, most notably those guys who are 19 unrestricted free agents. And then we think about all the changing parts, right? The Jets freed up more cap space by releasing a veteran in Henry Anderson. So they'll go into this with more than $70 million, right? But for the Jets, you have to look at it short-term and long-term how many guys really do fit the vision externally? Where are you going to go out and spend right now $20 million per year on a guy with so many holes to fill? And the philosophy of drafting and developing, because we always talk about it, maybe you pay over market value when you're really close. What the Jets are, they're trying to build a more competitive team right now.
0: Yeah, and I think what you just said hit the nail on the head. And you kind of got the sense from Ian Rappaport and Lock and Four. They didn't say it in as many words, but when you look at the perennial winners in recent years, those teams don't often spend a lot of money in free agency. And when you look about and when you look through the rearview mirror in terms of the Jets, the Jets tried to spend big money in recent memory, it didn't really work out. So when you couple those two facts together and you look, what happened last year in free agency with Joe Douglas and the school of thought that he was brought up in the NFL in terms of the Ravens and Ozzie Newsome, they're not known as a big free agent spending team. So, you know, I, I wouldn't surprise me if Joe Douglas made a lot of moves, but I'm not so certain that he'll make a lot of moves where a lot of fans will want him to.
1: Yeah. Or I think at first people get trigger happy, meaning, <laughs> you know, this, So, well, is that those first 48 hours when we start hearing these names come off the board even before free agency starts, I think people externally get nervous. I think as an organization, as a personnel staff, as a management team, you can't get nervous. You have to stick to your plan because if you get anxious and you dive in too early or go over or extend beyond your principles and start handing out multiple contracts over market value that you set, then you're going to get yourself in in trouble. And the bottom line is for the Jets right now, they have to look at multiple positions in free agency. I keep on saying that, but we could go up and down the roster and say, hey, they need players here, or they need starters here, or there's going to be vacancies here. So not every – uh acquisition or not every agreed to principle people are going to be like oh this guy's an all pro player oh by the way you can't have all pro players at every position that's (laughs) just not that's not possible it's great in Madden when we start putting together a roster and it's great when we're talking about it online but i think you do have to be very disciplined i don't think joe douglas is afraid to spend money no i mean let's get that straight out there. I think, though, he is going to be very strategic about the way the Jets operate. And uh, it's going to be interesting because, again, you have the inclusion of that new coaching staff and new systems. So a guy who might have fit in your past offensive system or your past defensive system maybe isn't the proper fit. Another thing that we have to pay attention to, and you talked to Jason Lock and four about it, is Look at the trees. Where do these guys come from? Oh, well, Joe, uh, obviously, most directly from Philadelphia, but before that, Baltimore. And how did they approach free agency under Ozzie Newsom and Lock and Fora threw out some Ravens who might make sense. And then we've continued to talk about it here over the last, I feel, since Robert Sala walked in the door, was what 49ers with expiring contracts right. makes sense because you got to start building a culture here.
0: Yeah, I think I th- I think what makes it fascinating is that there are so many different ways the Jets can go in free agency because of the money they have, because of the unrestricted free agents that they have, just in terms of sheer number that they have, 19 unrestricted free agents. So I think between all the different avenues that Joe Douglas could go down, no one really knows what's going to happen, and I think that's what makes this fascinating. And I, I do think that the Jets... I think what the general mantra is based on reading tea leaves is that the jets will be active, but not necessarily shopping to shop or paying just to pay because they, they can, you know what I mean? They're not making a purchase saying like, you know what? I want to get this just because I can, it has to be a calculated reason to it. They have to fit scheme, financial and culture. And that's when the jets will pull that trigger. So there's going to be a lot of moves coming down the pike here, starting with free agency. And then, of course, I mean, we have months to talk about it, but it's also right around the corner. The draft capital is where the Jets are going to make their hay. The draft, as we record this, almost, you know, a little under 60 days away. But free agency comes first. And don't don't get it wrong. After the Jets start to sign some guys, we're going to be breaking it down all right here on the official Jets podcast powered Mm -hmm. by AWS.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. There's going to be so much information coming in because you're finally going to have some agreement on principles and official signings. And then once we hit April, I mean, we'll be talking draft every second. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. And uh, fans have a lot to be excited about because no matter what tier you start adding players, you're adding players in this roster overhaul is continuing Mm -hmm. because joe douglas has only had one draft at the helm this year ton of assets and i would just go back to the defensive side of the ball we kind of touched upon the offensive side of the ball but new system 4-3 defensive end everybody's looking for a great pass rusher it's difficult to get that kind of (laughs) guy in free agency and what kind of money are you giving a Very good pass rush on free agency. And under the radar bit about the Jets this offseason, you know, we've talked about it, but I don't know if me and you have talked about it a lot on there is the linebacker position. What's going to happen in the linebacker position? CJ Mosley basically played two and a half quarters or two and two and almost under three quarters. Over the past two years. And then what else is happening in that that spot? Because there's going to be a transformation going there. And, and a lot of people talked about the secondary, but I, I kind of think that the li- linebacker position has kind of flown under the radar a little bit.
0: I definitely agree. And to wrap up the podcast, the other position I'll throw out there is on the defensive side of the ball. No matter what happens with Marcus May is safety mm-hmm. because Ashton Davis saw playing time last year before he got hurt. And then after that, Matthias Farley and Bennett Jackson, the other two safeties on the roster, they're free agents too. So the Jets have to fill not only starting roles on both sides of the ball, but then the depth of each position and you factor in the new schemes on both sides of the ball. There's a lot of work to be done, but that is how we put a bow on the free agency preview of the official Jets podcast powered by AWS.